Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to In the Oil Patch. I'm Roy Holly with our host Kim Bellato and Alvin Bailey. Kim, we have Commissioner Ryan Sitton of the Texas Railroad Commission on the line today with some pertinent information about the oil and gas industry. And you'll also have a chance to win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. Kim, before we bring Commissioner Sitton on, let's talk about what's going on in Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. Well, Roy and Alvin, welcome to the show. Um, we are very excited to announce that we have our latest issue out on the magazine racks right now. This issue is actually covering the president of PISA, which stands for the Petroleum Equipment Suppliers Association. Um, the president of PISA is Leslie Shockley Byer. And PISA is an interesting organization because basically they have all the service companies and companies that are focusing on energy, but they're not the exploration and production type of companies. So some of their members consist of Schlumberger, Cameron, FMC Technologies, Weatherford. That's just a few. So this is a very great organization with a lot of majors. And, and so we're really excited to bring forth what PISA does and introduce Leslie to our readership. And, you know, I was talking to one of my contacts in oil and gas just yesterday, and and he was telling me, you know, we do a lot of midstream stuff, and what you don't understand is midstream is still super busy. These guys are still doing millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of work midstream, whereas the exploration companies, sure, they've slowed down a little bit, but there's a lot of work going on in the oil field right now. You know, you bring up a great point, Alvin, which is oil and gas is such a large large industry and yet it's very small in nature with everybody knowing everybody and they work well together but you have upstream midstream downstream and when one industry or one area is being affected doesn't necessarily mean it affects another area and so when we hear layoffs and we hear the prices of uh, oil are down crude oil that doesn't necessarily mean it's always a bad thing for everyone it's just certain areas within the industry so it, that's absolutely true, and thank you for pointing that out. Well, you might re- remind me later when we have Commissioner sitting on, a lot of people don't realize that there are big differences between upstream and midstream and downstream, and, and maybe he can spend a minute and explain the different facets of, of the upstream, downstream, midstream, so people have a better understanding of what that actually is, because it truly is different industries. Exactly, and different areas that they focus on. So one of the things that we're really excited about as well is the radio show success. And what I mean by that is we've had a great partnership with KTSA for going on now seven months. And it really opened a door, uh, this partnership between us and them, to allow us an opportunity to bring really important topics on energy to the community and to the business leaders. Alvin and Kim, we started off, you know, when we started off at KTSA, and we were so excited about being on KTSA, and I, I mean, we had talked about the possibility of, of maybe expanding it, but we were, we had pretty much everything we can handle right here, right on KTSA, and then all of a sudden we got into uh, Midland, and then we got into KTRH in Houston, 
and and what an experience this is to be on not one but three radio stations and growing. Exactly. You know, because of um, the important topics that we're covering as well as just breaking it down in a way that the business sector and the community can understand these are topics that affect us all, it, it really, I think, drew in larger market areas like Houston. I mean, when they contacted us, this is iHeartRadio, guys. I mean, how, how great can you get knowing that iHeartRadio has asked you to come and be a part of, of the Houston market? And then Permian Basin, the same thing, you know, with uh, KWEL, which is 1070 AM. Well, we talk about, you know, being on three different radio stations, but that's only a half truth. The full truth is this is a worldwide format now. This you can hear us anywhere in the world True, on our as podcasts. long as you're as long as you're online listening to iHeartRadio when this show's being broadcast. That's right, right. right. And I do. Li- I mean, I love listening um, and going to iHeart and punching in and, you know, dialing in and listening to us live in Houston. And I'm sitting, you know, in Corpus Christi at, you know, my beach house. So, and of course, also the magic of this is that you can use your smartphone. And use this and tune into this anywhere. 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 Yeah, exactly. If you're sitting in an airport bored to death, hey, listen to our radio show. Uh, There's the different times. We have a website. I mean, we have a Facebook page that actually lists where you can go and just click on the link and boom, you're listening. Just to clarify, you're not at your beach house right now. No, No, that's only on the weekends. Give her time. Give her time. I'm waiting for this. Hey, Roy, I want to do my part from my beach house overlooking the winter. I've been thinking about fishing since yesterday. I know. It's just so relaxing because Shell's just been on fire for three years and you you need some downtime. So uh, allow me to take a little bit of time to rest up. But also some of the other amazing things that I want to talk about is how really busy we are here this week alone. So, you know, we have the new issue out that is already on newsstands. You and can look exciting. at it online. Exactly. Because of who's on our cover, Leslie. So this week also we have uh, an expo going on in the Midland Odessa area, which is with one of our partners, our sponsors, um, Roseland, and they're doing an amazing expo out there. So we're sending a team up there to cover that and check out what's going on out there. We're also gearing up for the 2015 Eagle Ford Shell Excellence Awards in November that's going to be done by Steer. You know, unfortunately, I believe... Well, that's a big deal. It is. I Unfortunately, I believe that their uh, the ability to nominate a company is closed at this point. However, uh, we're gearing up for the amazing uh, luncheon that they do and giving all these awards out. So we're really excited to be advertising that and getting everybody, uh, getting everyone the information they need pertaining to this event. So then we're also, though, on Thursday heading up to Houston for the Houston Energy Breakfast, in which they'll have uh, four or five different speakers. Some of them include the chairman of the Railroad Commissioner, uh, David Porter, as well as the CEO of Phillips 66, Greg Garland. And I'm really excited because we're going to be able to interview Greg Garland and seeing what Phillips 66 is working on. So I'm really excited. We're extremely busy this week being in Houston and San Antonio and Corpus and uh, Houston all at the same time. And so now you guys kind of understand why Shell Magazine is always so busy because we really care about what's going on in the community and want to cover really great events. So that's going to lead me into our amazing state of energy. And you guys know that one of the most important things to me and to Shell and our you know readers is the importance of talking about energy and educating the community. So State of Energy has been created to 
help the Corpus Christi market area as well as the San Antonio market area understand more oil and gas topics because you know they are really wreaking the benefits of what's happening in Eagle Ford and shale plays going on but they're directly not having drilling in their backyard. So it's kind of hard sometimes for the community to understand the benefit of what's happening and what they're receiving. And so the State of Energy was created to help the community understand all these different topics and answer questions for them. So the Corpus Christi Luncheon is scheduled for October 14th at the beautiful Solomon Ortiz Center located right on the port of Corpus Christi. Also, the San Antonio State of Energy Luncheon is slated for December the 9th, and it's going to be at the beautiful Pearl Stables here in San Antonio. It's an amazing location. Uh, Both of them are. I mean, in Corpus, just to look out and see all these humongous ships cargo to see how much is really going in and out of Corpus, it's a beautiful view. It's mind-boggling. It is. Uh, Corpus is just (laughs) poised to be an amazing city in the next couple of years. And, And this is why the state of energy is so important, to help the residents really understand these things. Who's going to be speaking at these luncheons? Well, you know, that's a great question. In Corpus, we've got a great lineup. Well, actually, both of them, truthfully, have great uh, speakers. But in Corpus, we have, of course, the president of STEER, Omar Garcia, who is um, one of our main sponsors for this event, um, who also helps sponsor our radio shows. Barbara Canales, who is a port commissioner for the Port of Corpus Christi, um, as well as we'll have Chenier and in Canna. And, you know, this is in partnership with the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce. So without their help, I don't believe we would have been able to really have such a successful event. So when you have this lineup of these kind of people coming to the uh, Ortiz Center, it's going to be a great event. And then for San Antonio, you know, we have Senator Aristi who is coming to speak. We also have Omar Garcia as well to be a panelist speaker, the vice president of Halliburton, Paul Shepard, just to name a few. That's a pretty heavy lineup right there. (laughs) I totally agree, and this is why we partnered with the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in San Antonio. And once again, you know, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is such a a diverse group, but they are extremely busy in San Antonio making things happen. And the ability to partner with them was a really great success for us to be able to bring a great event to the San Antonio market as well. Well, And these are all movers and shakers in their respective industries Kim, if somebody wants to buy tickets to the luncheon, where can they go to get those tickets? Well, you know, for Corpus Christi, we want to have them either go to the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce or they can go to our website and click on our banner and it'll take them straight to the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce. Or if they're inquiring on San Antonio's State of Energy event, they can contact uh, Blanca at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce as well. They can also go to our website, click on a link, and it'll take them straight to either chamber. The great thing for a business is this is a tax write-off as well. So come and learn, come and get engaged. And if you're looking for, it's the end of the year and you need a great write-off, this is a great opportunity for you to use some of those dollars for that. So Kim, let's recap here briefly. If people are listening right now and they want to get some more information and get tickets to either the event going on in Corpus Christi or the one in San Antonio, how do they do that? Well, you know, both chambers can be, you can Google both chambers, the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce or the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. 
You can also email us at radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at shellmag.com, and we will get them to the right person. Well, guys, we need to take a break. We've got a great guest coming up. You are listening to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with Roy Holly and our host, Kim Bellotto, and we'll be right back. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source side-by-side owner study. The inaugural State of Energy event is coming up on October 14th from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Solomon PRT Center in Corpus Christi, Texas. The event is brought to you by Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine and the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce. The event is sponsored by Steer, Encana Natural Gas, and Chenier. Our speaker lineup will include Porta Corpus Christi Commissioner Barbara Canales, Chenier, Encana, Omar Garcia of Steer, and many more. Sponsorship packages and tickets can be purchased at the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce's website, business.corpuschristi.com. Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here. You know, I could spend the next 60 seconds telling you how Bluebonnet Ford sells more Super Duty trucks than any other dealer in South Texas. I could also tell you that Bluebonnet Ford sells more fleet vehicles than any other Ford dealer in South Texas. I could even tell you about the 13 President's Awards that Bluebonnet Ford has received, but I'd rather tell you why. Look, it's no secret the oil patch will punish your work trucks day in and day out and even your built ford tough trucks well they need to be serviced too so do you let them sit for weeks at your local dealership or do you call teresa you see blue bonnet ford has teresa when you call teresa her team will pick up your ford truck for service and provide you with a 24-hour diagnosis most authorized repairs are done and your truck is delivered back to the oil patch in just a few days that's the Blue Bonnet difference. So don't let downtime cost you thousands. Call Teresa today and keep your fleet working. Here's the number, 210-643-4391. Again, write it down, 210-643-4391, or check us on the web at bbmotors.com. Blue Bonnet Ford, a proud member of the Caleg Auto Group. And we're back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with Roy Holly and our host, Kim Bellotto. Kim, it's time to welcome our guest, Commissioner Ryan Sitton of the Texas Railroad Commission onto the show today. Commissioner Sitton is a newly appointed elected official and a leading expert in the oil and gas industry. So, Kim, take it away. Thank you, Alvin, and welcome, Commissioner Sitton. Thank you for being here today on In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Well, thank you again for having me. I've enjoyed getting a chance to engage with you in the past and look forward to our discussion today. Perfect. Well, you know, Alvin mentioned that you are the newest elected commissioner at the Railroad Commission. And I'd like to briefly just ask you if we can get a little bit of what does the Railroad Commission do? Uh, what's Since you all are elected by the people of Texas, or the citizens of Texas. And then also, I really think that our listeners would love, we'd love to learn a little bit more about what you were doing prior to being elected to the Railroad Commission. Well, sure. Well, I'm glad you asked the first question about what the Railroad Commission does, because it is a topic of some confusion for people. Uh, The Railroad Commission was created in 1891, one of the oldest state agencies in Texas. And as you can imagine, when it was created, our primary function was to regulate railroads. Over the next 130 years, the Railroad Commission would remove or would give away most of its responsibilities for trains. By 2005, the Railroad Commission had zero responsibility for railroads. However, 
beginning in the early 1900s, the Railroad Commission began to regulate oil and gas activity. So if you fast forward to today, the Railroad Commission's primary job is to regulate oil and gas drilling in the state of Texas, construction of pipelines, uh, midstream facilities, and uh, coal mining. If you want to participate in any of those activities, you have to come to the Railroad Commission to get permits, and you have to follow the rules or engineering standards that we put in place. That is great. And, you know, uh, later on in the show, we're going to come back to the naming of the Railroad Commission and some thoughts that you might have pertaining to, um, is that a still a good name that applies to what the scope of what you guys do? Um, but I understand that you have had a history in oil and gas prior to you being elected. So what were you doing prior to being elected as the Railroad Commissioner? Well, uh, to your point, I, am, I, I, was, I did have a history prior to serving in elected office. This is actually my first time to serve in elected office, and I was just sworn in in January. Uh, I actually graduated from college in Texas A&M got a mechanical engineering degree, graduated in 1998, and have spent the last 17 years in the oil and gas industry. I worked for a couple of operators first, and then worked for a small consulting company. And then in 2006, uh, I started my own engineering firm. And I say I, my wife and I did. My wife's also a mechanical engineer out of A&M. And our niche was implementing reliability systems or integrity programs for all segments of the industry, refining uh, petrochemical operations, midstream facilities, ENP operators. Uh, in a nutshell, all of those companies have assets, pressure vessels, pipe, pumps, those sort of things, and they want to make sure that they don't fail, that they operate reliably. And our job was to, or our company's job, was to implement systems to help the owner companies monitor those assets and make sure that they were reliable. We were very blessed, started that company in 2006. I stepped down as the CEO this past November after I was elected to the Railroad Commission. Uh, the company is still around today. I just don't have any day-to-day -day responsibilities, and it employs about 600 people and does business all over the world. So I certainly have, have been in the oil business a long time, and I have personally traveled uh, to many parts of the world, seeing different aspects and different approaches to oil and gas, everywhere from Malaysia to South America, Canada, uh, Europe, the Middle East, uh, and several other places, Australia, and all over the United States as well, uh, not just Texas, but uh, East Coast to West Coast, Midwest area, Florida, uh, all over the place. So I have had a, had a really fortunate breadth of experience in oil and gas. Well, you know, Commissioner Sitton, I think that's so important because it really should reassure all of us that voted for you and elected you that, you know, in order to do the Railroad Commission's job and protect the citizens of Texas as well as regulate the oil and gas, you know, a lot of times we're not as lucky to get somebody like you that has a background in it because it's an elected position. So, you know, the fact that you're very familiar with the whole industry and the problems as well as the great benefit from it, I think gives you a really different perspective than someone that really doesn't have that background and insight. So, um, you know, I'm glad that you won and I'm glad that you're our commission, one of our commissioners. Well, I appreciate you saying that to, to your point. Um, it is it is neat when I talk to people. One of the one of the things people will say in introductions is that I am the first engineer in 50 years to serve as a railroad commissioner, and that always gets uh, some applause from an audience to to learn about that unique aspect of me as a as a elected official. But I will tell you, it, it's very rewarding to do this job because at the end of the day, I consider the railroad commission's primary objective 
to give the people of this state confidence in how our oil and gas industry is developed. And of course, that includes effective regulation, effective enforcement. It includes identifying best practice. It includes celebrating successes from good operators, and it includes uh, rapid uh, dealings with poor operators. And as we do all those things well and help educate the public about new practices and new policies, uh, the entire industry and the entire state benefits. And that, it's, a neat, it's a neat job to be a part of. Commissioner, how long have you been in office now? Uh, well, I was sworn in January of this year, so coming up on nine months. So have you had a chance to really get to know the other two commissioners well? Well, it's funny you ask that. You know, when you have three commissioners, the Open Meetings Act basically means that no two of us can be together unless it's on the record, because that would be a quorum. So it's difficult to get to know one another. We have to do that through our staffs uh, unless we're in conference when we can talk on the record. But uh, Christy and David have, have both been very welcoming, and their staffs have been very supportive uh, in terms of me and my staff transitioning into office. And I tried to spend a lot of time after being after winning the primary and then the general election prior to being sworn in i tried to spend some time getting to know the two of them so that by the time i was sworn in and we couldn't talk off the record anymore that i would have at least gotten to know them a little bit so we're working on it very smart <laughs> well guys we need to take a quick break um on the flip side kim you've got some great and some tough questions for commissioner Sitton. so commissioner get ready because kim's got the tough ones waiting for you you're listening to in the oil patch and we'll be back with you here momentarily would you like to grow your business? Would you like to improve awareness of your brand? Any business can benefit from advertising in the oil and gas industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine will keep you in front of customers that you need to grow your business. If you want to grow your business in Texas, email us, info at shalemag.com. That's info at S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com or call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone and call 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. The inaugural State of Energy event is coming up on December 9th from 1130 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Pearl Stables in San Antonio, Texas. The event is sponsored by Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine, Steer, and the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Our Speaker lineup will include Halliburton, Senator Uresti, Omar Garcia of Steer, and more. Sponsorship packages and tickets can be purchased by contacting Blanca at the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Call 210-225-0462. Once again, that's 210-225-0462. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. Again, my name is Alvin Bailey, along with Roy Holly and our host, Kim Bellato. And we're visiting with uh, Texas Railroad Commissioner Ryan Sinton, and we've been talking about Induced seismicity, Commissioner Sitton, I just kind of want to throw this out there, that the U.S. Geological Survey, on their website, there's a study, and, I mean, they come right out and say that fracking does not cause induced seismicity. However, things like impounding water, which is building a lake, mm -hmm. things like that, uh, you know, wastewater disposal wells and, and stuff like that do cause induced seismicity. And I know there's a lot of talk now going on about droughts effects of induced seismicity. Um, you want to speak to that just a little bit? And, and has the Railroad Commission 
communicated with USGS on, on in, about any of that information? Well, we have. As a matter of fact, when we had a hearing uh, that I chaired here at the Railroad Commission, hearing's probably the wrong word, we had a an on, online, open-to-the-public technical meeting in which uh, several technical experts from the Railroad Commission, uh, from industry, from academia, and from the U.S. Geological Survey got together with the researchers from SMU and went through their research in detail. And there was folks from the USGS. In fact, there was one guy from the USGS at that meeting. So we've had a chance to have some of those discussions and, and learn about what their what they are seeing and what they're exploring, not just in the state of Texas, but in other states. In closing, can you tell me what is really important to you and what would you like to see accomplished in your term? Well, this is a six-year term, so we've got a, you know, five and a quarter years left. The, the probably big three things that I like to focus on, one is that we run an effective agency and that we're incorporating new technology and new approaches in, in how our regulations help shape this industry. Second, We want to help shape energy policy, not just at the state level, but at the national level. When you look at how strong our leadership is in this state when it comes to energy policy, we need good state and federal policies that encourage development of our energy industry, and we need our representatives to get behind those. Then the third area that I want to see us focus on is educating the public. You know, the oil and gas industry in Texas represents 40% of our state's economy, 40%. That's huge. Out of 27 million Texans, we think there's less than a million that have any sort of working knowledge about the oil and gas industry. And I think that's a miss. We need more people to understand not only the basics of what this industry does, but what, how big these opportunities are for each of us individually and us as a state to really thrive if our energy industry does well. So those are our top three priorities, and I'm excited to work on those over the next five years. Well, Commissioner Stinton, when it comes time for your reelection, you can count on my vote because these three priorities line up with exactly uh, what I would like to see happen as well. But I also would like to thank you for being a guest today here within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Thank well, it's you. good to be here. Thanks again for having me. And congratulations, Commissioner Sitton. You get to be the topic of today's trivia question. If you're the first person to email the correct answer to this trivia question to radio at shalemag.com, You'll win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. And I think, Kim, aren't you going to throw in some a four-pack of tickets to the Dallas Zoo? That's right, Alvin. Here's today's trivia question. Commissioner Sinton today discussed that there is a certain time for a railroad commissioner's term. In other words, how many years does an elected railroad commissioner serve for? Please email your responses to radio at shellmag.com. And that about does it for this week's In the Oil Patch. For Ken Bellato and Alvin Bailey, I'm Roy Holly. So long. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Ken Bellato, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.